0: Welcome to the Social Beat Podcast. I'm your host, Missy. We are coming at you from the Hubbard Broadcasting Studios in the Twin Cities. Thank you for listening. This week is episode 48. Our guest today is Kirsten Merla. She is the owner and co-founder of Her Spirit Vodka, and as always, our producer, Pat Lager. Yay! We're going to do something a little different with this episode. We talked with Kirsten. She had so much great stuff to say from starting a business, giving back, finding a cause, marketing, women entrepreneurs, mental health, and even the liquor industry itself. So we're going to do, since we respect your time and want to keep our episodes under 30 minutes, is we're going to split our whole conversation with Kirsten into two parts. Part one will be today. And then next week's episode will be part two. You will really enjoy the insight and wisdom Kirsten has. I know I loved it. So let's get into this week's episode number 48, Brands That Give Back, part one. Using social media. What works. What's new. Advice. Trends. And insight. From the creative team at Hubbard Interactive, it's the social feed. So Kirsten, I'm so excited to have you on the podcast today to talk about your brand. We actually met at our last Hubbard Digital Academy. So can you tell us a little bit about Her Spirit Vodka and kind of how you got started in that space? Yep.
1: So we just launched in January 2018, but People think that it was just like an overnight thing. It's actually been about three years in the making. Um, My husband used to own a brewery up in White Bear Lake. So he has experience in the industry. I myself am brand new. Um, This is my first venture in the liquor industry and also my first um, venture in owning a business. So I've been um, in the corporate world since I graduated from college. I won't date myself, but it's been a while. Um, And I was... Just kind of hitting a roadblock about three years ago in my career. And Steve, my husband, was facing similar feelings with his business. And we started talking um, on a road trip down to Nashville, Tennessee, of all places, and found ourselves. Drinking in a bar by about 8 a.m. If you've ever been to Nashville, <laughs> music and drinks are happening pretty early in it's the like day. So, country Vegas, there it's it is, 7. it was yep. so much fun. But that's really where the idea for her spirit was born and coming up with, um, you know, should we do something together? We're both kind of ready to do something different with our lives and kind of go on to the next thing. Um, I do still work full-time, so it certainly hasn't become my full-time gig yet, but that's the ultimate goal. Um, but we we just started having a conversation of what could we do together and what could we do to give back? We're both, we like to volunteer, we like to give back, but financially, we aren't able to give back in a way that we want, and we want to give back in a big way and really make an impact and quite frankly change lives and i know that that's a big statement but that's kind of the goal with this with this business so good for you um yeah it really was was out of just a conversation on this road trip and we came up with the name steve actually came up with the name after tossing a few things back and forth um came up with her spirit came up with the give back of giving back to women entrepreneurs there's definitely lots of causes that i would love to give back to but like neglected animals and starving children and battered women. And I get it. There's so many good things to give back to. But there's kind of a sadness that comes along with a lot of those. And we are living and breathing this. So we wanted something inspiring. We wanted something fun. We wanted something that kind of went along with, with being out there with the vodka and doing tastings and going to networking events. And it all kind of flows together in kind of the same world oddly enough but um so women entrepreneurs is such a fun fun I don't want to call it a cause because I don't think of it as that but just a niche that that we have found ourselves in that has been so inspiring to me and actually motivates me to keep going being a woman entrepreneur myself so and me kind of doing this on for the first time so it all kind of works together
0: so how you mentioned your husband came up with a name for yep. it. How did you start that process of naming your brand? Did you it was like a brainstorm? It was.
1: It was so it was on this road trip driving. We were I remember it. We were like in the middle of Illinois and it was like free spirit and could just kind of throwing, I don't remember all of them, but just throwing them out. And he said her spirit, and it just like clicked with both of us instantly. Like, yep, that's it. But then we had to apply for trademark. We thought her spirit, it's pretty Common. It's not like it's a weird combo of words or anything. So we thought, what are the chances that we're going to get this? So this was actually back in October um, of six of eight fifteen, I think fifteen, because I we applied for trademark and we got trademark in February February of sixteen. So just to kind of give you the timeline of how long kind of that just initial process took, and we ended up getting we just applied for her spirit. So vodka is not actually in our trademark trademark. because we hope to eventually have other products. So her spirit is the actual name of of the company. But we got the trademark and it was like, okay, now let's go. What's the next step? And it was creating our website and developing social media. And we did all of that very early on. People were kind of like, why are you? you have an Instagram account? What are you posting about? You don't have product. We had like some ugly t-shirts. It was like we had nothing. We had our, I don't even think we had business cards yet, but it was like we wanted to create that buzz very early on. And so we've had that all along the way and just kept building our following and building that anticipation of when's the vodka coming out. So that's how it all kind of, those were kind of our first steps. And that, like I said, it was, this fall it will be 3 years that we kind of started culminating all of that so
0: so i'm a big person i love like package design mm-hmm. so who how did you come up with like the like the
1: logo the look the so feel that of was brand? actually so february we got trademark by may we had our website and we had met with a woman designer here in town um her name is andrea she owns bond design and I originally wanted an image because I think of like the big brands like Bacardi rum, and you think of the bat, mm-hmm. you know, you think of, of some of those symbols, but she didn't, she didn't really do that for us. And, and I pictured a woman with like flowing, I don't know, I had like this image in my head, but then every time I would see her draw it out, it reminded me of like a cruise line, like princess cruises. <laughs> oh, yeah. you yes, know? So you I know, was like, okay, I'm like obviously like a mermaid kind yes, of vibe. like the long, like just even like a silhouette. So Clearly, I was kind of heading in the wrong direction. And Andrea produced um, a color board for us. She brought, when we met her, she brought like pinks and then this board with like reds and more bold colors. And it instantly stood out to both Steve and I. We we were instantly drawn to the red, the black, the cream, and then she added kind of a silver element in here for us. So she, um, she designed our logo and it, it didn't take very long. Once we started, once I got that it, like oh I need an image once I got that out of my head I was really drawn to just her brush stroke and very simple um, we wanted to keep it simple we knew that from day one that we wanted it to just be strong simple classic the vodka itself uh, represents that the bottle everything is is very just simple and I hope I hope strong but The red is very bold. We chose kind of a different, stronger. It's actually called Oxblood, which sounds disgusting, I know, but (laughs) it's um it's a little bit more. But a great lipstick color
0: right now. Very good. I didn't
1: I didn't want to be like Skinny Girl. Skinny Girl has kind of a brighter lipstick red with black. So I wanted to I knew I needed to kind of stay clear of that. Surly Brewing is also another kind of a darker red with black. So we knew we wanted to not be identical to some other brands in in the industry so um, chose kind of a different red and just kept it simple and she chose Andrea chose the fonts Uh, we really only used two or three fonts I think on the label so just didn't want to clutter it and just kept it simple.
0: Love that. You've mentioned a few other, I don't know if competitors is the right word, mm-hmm. but like Shirley's, Shirley Brewing's logos yep. and looks and Skinny Girl. How do you differentiate yourself from your competitors? Obviously with your branding that you're doing now and also the mission behind it. Mm-hmm. But I mean, there's a, that's a big category it to is. jump into. Yep. So how it's extremely saturated,
1: that? especially vodka. If you go to a total wine, it's shelving, it's shelves and shelves and shelves. It's like an entire aisle on both sides, just of vodka. So it is a really saturated market. And we knew that going in, Steve, having been in the industry, he saw how saturated the craft beer world was getting. And you always have to come up with something new. You have to have a new flavor, a fun label, you know, fun packaging. So we knew just being a six times distilled vodka was not going to set us apart. And that's actually something that we found early on when we went in to find distributors they were like, "Oh God, here's another vodka." And even when we go into liquor stores now, it's like we don't have room for another vodka. Being six times distilled, we are that that does make it a little bit special. A lot there's are there are six times distilled products out there, absolutely, but um, that helps. Um, being 100% corn um, helps us too um, for the people who are gluten free and really conscious about about that. Um, but the give back, and that's really, I think, what sets us apart, and it's not. We've been, we've been asked, oh, is it just a hook? Is it just a gimmick to get us to bring your vodka in? And and people may look at it like that, but it's not. It, I, you'll hear me talk as we go on. My voice is going to get higher, and I'm going to start talking faster because I'm so passionate about the give back. It's something that has been in the forefront since day one for both my husband and I. He believes in the strength of women and how hard they work and how focused and organized they are. So he believes in it just as much as I do. Which is awesome because he's the one outselling. So he needs to speak to it not just as, oh, here's our, here's our mission, you know, oh by the way, we do this for women. He, he believes it as much as I do. So um, it really is, I think, what sets us apart and the fact that we give 50% back. Um, in the beginning, we knew we wanted to do it in a big way. And to me, I was like, oh, let's do 20. Let's give 20% back. And my husband said, no, nope, we got to do it big. We have to go bigger than that. And so we did mutually decide upon the 50% back, um, which I think is what sets us above and beyond because people hear that and, th- and they think they're interested in it and then they try it and they're like, oh my God, this is not only is the mission awesome, but the product itself is really good. It's not just a hook to get you to buy a crap product. The product is so good. And we, we wanted a quality product at a reasonable price point. and And it's priced under $20 for a one liter bottle. We wanted it to be very affordable. And part of being able to deliver it at that cost was the simple packaging that I was talking about. Very simple bottle. We didn't do a $13 bottle, because guess where that bottle goes? It goes in the trash. It might catch your eye on the shelf, but it's up to us to get you to hear about it so that we don't need to stand out from a labeling standpoint. We stand out because of our story and our mission and people spreading the word and hearing about it that way.
0: So going back to the story, Mm -hmm. and you said you started, you had your website in May of 2016, and you were doing Instagram and social stuff before that or Mm -hmm. at that time. That's a year and a half before you started distributing the product. How did did you keep that going, knowing you didn't have a product? And especially (laughs) with that mission, that mission is like, well, once we start selling, we're going to give money back, but until then... It's just an idea. It's like, just an idea, yeah.
1: right? It's just a crazy idea. So, our website was very basic in the beginning. We had a mock bottle kind of drawn up. So, we did have what we thought the packaging would look like. It changed a little bit, but we had kind of a mock bottle. We had our story on the website. And in June 2017, we actually took our personal tax return and decided whatever we get back, that will be our first give back just to kind of kick off the brand to have something to talk about on very social cool. media and the website. So we did, and we I see this being very similar going forward. So we had roughly $5,000 to use as our give back. So for 30 days, we opened up an application process on our website to get people not only aware of it, but here, this is what we're all about. This is where you're going to go to fill out your application. This is what the give back is. These are the rules, yada, yada, yada. Then for a month after that, I had an advisory board of three women, um, business owners. I was completely removed from the process. They went through all the applications. We got about 50 applications in that first go around. I expect it to be much larger this second time because we have a lot more awareness now that we actually have product, but we got about 50 applications um, nationwide. It wasn't just open to to Minnesota. It was because I did it on social media. So I actually had applicants from Canada. I did limit it to the US, but people still applied. Yep, they find Um, you. Yep, so these three women took 30 days, went through all the applications, narrowed it down to two finalists, and then their profiles and their business um, biographies, pictures were put on the website again, and people had to go to the website and vote. Because I feel... If you're going to go spend $20 on this bottle or if you're going to go spend $6 in a bar to, to drink her spirit, it's your dollars that are going back and you should have a say in who wins. It might be someone in your community. It might be someone who your friend works for. It just hopefully has kind of a snowball effect in the community. So the public voted. And a business by the name of my MAI movement, Emma and Lizzie, um, they're right here in kind of Northeast Minneapolis, a yoga and lifestyle and fitness kind of apparel um, company that that's who won the $5,000. And then we continue to follow them um, over the course. We still are stay in touch with them. And what do you have going on? So we heavily promote them on our website. And then it's just kind of a mutual um, collaboration if we can do things with them. And I, that's how I see it. Every... Business that wins, and I hope to eventually give back enough where maybe multiple businesses can win in a year based on kind of what you need. Do you need to open up a boutique space or do you need to just buy some podcasting equipment because that's what you want to get into? So I think I eventually see kind of different tiers based on need. I just drew a blank. Yeah. No, that's (laughs) That's That's such a cool idea. But that's what we started putting on on social media, was kind of using that. And we also have a podcast um, called It's All About Her, where we interview different women entrepreneurs in the area and share their story. And how did they get started? What do we have in common? Are you an established business? And you can give advice and ideas to people maybe looking to do the same thing. Or are you brand new? And what do you struggle with? And those struggles are probably the same as the struggles of someone who is in an existing business. So it's just been kind of fun to promote them along the way. They get to know each other through the podcast. We get to know them, which is kind of our core um, buyer, even though this is definitely not a brand just for women. It is for everyone. It's mm-hmm. affordable. It's it's Men like it just as much as women, but we do get to kind of put these women on a platform uh, through that podcast. And then they're talking about her spirit. So it's all just kind of cross cross marketing mm-hmm. which doesn't cost us any money because we don't have any. So we've had to creatively <laughs> kind of do some of this stuff.
0: Well, and that that works perfectly with your mission too. The, mm-hmm. the less money you spend on the marketing and and the advertising and stuff like that, the more money yeah. you can give back.
1: Well, and that's a really good point, Pat, because we we do plan to be very transparent with with where our dollars go. If we have to go to California, we're not going to be flying first class. You know, we we don't want to that is not our, our. it doesn't fit with our brand. Steve and I are very simple people. We don't need to make millions of dollars off this company. We just want to maybe get out of debt and maybe me quit my full-time job and live comfortably. So we don't spend extravagantly because I don't think that would look good for, for the brand because then we're sticking money into places maybe we don't need to and we could be giving that back. So um, that's a very good point to make.
0: I really like what you said about you know we aren't spending a lot of our marketing dollars right now. It's more mm-hmm. of just kind of brand awareness.
1: Yep, absolutely. What
0: are what other um, marketing initiatives are you doing to help kind of spread that more and
1: more? Well, social media has definitely been huge. Instagram has has really um, shown proven to be very powerful. Um, you guys know that. I don't need to to tell you any more about that. But Instagram has been very powerful for us. The podcast. And I go to a lot of networking events. Um, some of them cost money. Some of them don't. And that's um, really where I've connected with a lot of women and gotten kind of the word out there. We do small sponsorships for women in business, networking events, or um, like we're sponsoring a women's rowing team, they' a tournament that's coming up in September. And some of that can be done for little to no money or um, you know, they'll buy the product,'ll we'll contribute giveaway items or something. So it's it's we do it if it's if it's cost effective and affordable, but just little things like that, just getting out in the community, Talking about the brand, if I have an opportunity to ever speak about it, I, I take it because even if five people listen and it resonates with them, hopefully they go tell five more people. So cool. right now, I don't. I wouldn't say we have huge audiences, but um, it helps. I feel like the power of one is is something incredible, and if you two go tell two people, and that just hopefully develops a ripple effect and people talk about it. So really word of mouth, it's kind of bringing it back to basics and old school. I know that, but, Mm -hmm. but it works. I love that. The other
0: thing too, is I'm just looking at your Instagram account right now and it's beautiful. And I love how you feature the different business owners on there as well. Where can people buy your product? Like, are you really focused in the Minnesota area right now? Or you mentioned California, like and maybe yep. that was just an example. But like, are you trying to expand?
1: We are. So right now, it's available throughout the entire state of Minnesota in okay. bars and liquor stores. I don't know. It's weird because people are like, "Well, can I just buy it from you?" I don't. I don't just have this in my garage. We did. <laughs> <laughs> we, did we produced what? Tw- we produced twelve thousand bottles. It's bottled and packaged in Princeton, Minnesota. So that's where our our product is actually housed, and then our distributor picks it up from there and then brings it to the bars and liquor stores. And some people, I just don't think. Not having a distillery, and I get that that's kind of different. We aren't making it ourselves. We chose not to do a distillery. This is probably a good point to make. We chose not to do a distillery because we wouldn't have been able to give the 50% back. And I know that distilleries are hot right now. People want to come in and touch and feel and see your see what you're all about. I get it. And local and craft Um, But we chose to do it different in order to give the 50% back. We just couldn't have all the overhead and capital investment that it would have taken to do a a distillery. So um, I can't just pull a bottle out of my back storage room, just to clarify. (laughs) So You do have to go to the liquor stores (laughs) to buy it, and bars. And I don't know that people realize that it is in bars. It's slowly getting into more bars, um, but just ask for it. If people don't, if someone doesn't carry it, and you want to drink it or you want to try it, ask them to carry it. That would be that's the biggest thing people can do right now. Um, So to to answer your question, long long roundabout way, but it is available throughout the entire state of Minnesota. We hope to open up North Dakota and Wisconsin soon. We've gotten interest from distributors in those areas. And then we actually connected with an online distributor. This woman is doing things very differently. Um, it's a woman-owned distri- distribution center, and she distributes in California and New York. So we hope to line up with her, and then the f- the establishments actually just order the product through the website, and then we ship it out from from Minnesota here. But So hopefully some expansion. I would love to get on both coasts. I think that could really do something for this brand. The goal is to make it nationwide I when I say I want to change lives I want to change lives and to do that we have to expand out of Minnesota being local I mean we're from Minnesota we you know we this is our this is our home state for sure um but man I want to see this take off
0: yeah I love that awesome
1: and then I also noticed on your website you not only have you know about the product but
0: also mm-hmm. you guys have merch as yes. well. So, talk a little bit more about that, and does that support? I mean,
1: that obviously supports the cause with yes. the branding. So everything, everything that we sell in merchandise that is included in profits. So um, it's not separate. We don't keep it. It's all going to be put together um, and then separated at the end of the year. And we're actually going to develop. I know you're talking about merch, but just to kind of get off a little bit, yeah. I think we're going to develop a 501c a nonprofit foundation. Um, we've actually had several organizations reach out to us and say, hey, can we contribute? And right now, we just don't really have a way to keep that clean. I don't want to take $1,000 from someone and just put it in our business account. I just kind of going back to that transparency, yep. we want to keep yep. it very clean and 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 transparent that it is truly the 50%. So I think we're going to develop a foundation for, for the next give back, which would actually be in 2019. So to your point um, about the merch, that will also be included in that that. so we have t-shirts and sweatshirts and hats and glassware and it kind of changes i rotate it based on seasons um but yeah it's on the website and oftentimes people will say well where can i buy your stuff go to the website (laughs) it's all there it's all there. Yes,
0: herspiritvodka.com. Check it out. And then I'm also looking at the locations that you guys are in um, that they can find you at liquor stores. And so it looks like a lot of them more like, I don't know if mom and pop is the right word, but those, yep. those definitely those community liquor yes, stores. And
1: we love that. We um, we are in the Total Wines. We are in some of the bigger stores. That's Haskell's and MGM's, um, et cetera. But a lot of the smaller liquor stores have picked us up and are doing really well with it. And same with bars. Like some of the smaller hometown type bars have picked it up and that it might be because that's where Steve and I like to hang out like we are just like let's go to the VFW let's so we are just like <laughs> so yep. easy going and um so we love that some of these smaller places are picking it up and actually doing really well with it I like to see you know the blue collar guys coming in after work and drinking the her spirit soda you know yep. it's it's just kind of cool to see um that it really is a brand for, for everyone. While we support women, um, that that's what the brand is all about. But anyone who, who supports, who supports women, I think can get behind this brand and it's so dang good. I can't stand it. (laughs) Scary smooth. That's what somebody that like five people in a row have told me that this is scary smooth. It's really good. (laughs) It's a good tagline. Yeah.
0: We're going to stop there for now. We will get into more about Kirsten and her spirit vodka in next week's episode. But for now, all the links we talked about in today's podcast will be in the show notes for episode 48 at socialfeedpodcast.com slash EP48. Make sure to subscribe to the social feed podcast with Apple podcasts or your favorite podcast player to get a brand new episode delivered right to you every Wednesday. Thank you, Kirsten and our producer, Pat. We will see you all next week for part two of our conversation with Kirsten Merilla.
1: The social feed is a production of Hubbard interactive with music provided by Minneapolis based artist, John Atwell.